every day small businesses struggle to manage their day-to-day -day activities while trying to find ways to compete for new customers. 20 Minutes to Grow is where you can find ideas, tools and strategies to improve your business right now. Welcome to this episode of 20 Minutes to Grow. My name is Tony. And I'm Beth. And today we're talking about knowing your customer. So we're going to start off with a description of our customer persona. We hear that term a lot when we're talking about marketing. And a lot of people don't quite understand what that means. So a customer persona is your ideal customer. It generally includes demographics like age, gender, location. It also might include some other factors like their likes and dislikes. What are their pain points and what are their motivations? So what would you describe, Tony, as a customer persona and why it's important to determine what that customer is? Well, the customer importance because it really determines uh, all of your marketing efforts, right? Uh, it's telling us who is our customer and who isn't our customer, which is really important because I see so many small businesses have this problem understanding that not everybody is their customer and it's okay that some people are not your customer. So how many customer personas do you need? So uh, many years ago, I worked for Macy's, which largest fashion retailer in the country. Millions of customer transactions per year. They had four. One of those four was specifically for online. So three customer personas for all the millions of transactions and people coming into their store. Uh, for a small business, there's no reason to have that many. Um, most likely we have one, maybe two. Um, if you were a small dancewear shop, right, uh, you probably have the dancer and their mom, right? And that's going to be two different customer personas. You're going to appeal to them differently. You're going to attract them differently. You might have different social media strategies for those two. But generally, you won't have any more than that. Great. And when we talk about demographics, you know, we mentioned before, things like age and gender and location, what are some other things that we can look at as far as demographics? Yeah, and, and it depends. So geographic location is hugely important if you're a brick and mortar store. Um, if you're doing business online, then it's less important. You do have to understand the logistics of selling products or services into those countries, but it's less important. But if you're talking about a city like Atlanta, with all of our traffic, um, somebody's not going to drive an hour to get to a store. So it is very important to understand where your geographic customers are. Um, we want to talk about some of their interests. These are the things that they like to do or are interested in. Maybe not just your product or your service, but the other things they look at and do. So... This helps us understand where to find our ideal customer, right? If they're already in our store, they're already a customer. Yeah. Um, another thing that I, that I see a lot is communication preferences. And I know some of that can tie into age as well. For example, my mother, who is older, is not on the computer. She doesn't have a social media account. She still prefers that stores send her a postcard in the mail or, or a flyer in the mail with a coupon and that's how they get her into the store. And I see this. She'll call me and tell me, oh, I've got a coupon for the store. We need to run over there. 
Um, so that's another thing that people need to consider. It's not just age, but look at the typical behavior for that age of customer. If you are a company that has that older demographic, then advertising on Instagram is not going to get your customers in the door. Well, and that's a good point. Um, even when we talk about online and the different demographics within online, online, we know that the age group on Instagram versus Facebook is different. Um, and, and we'll probably talk about another podcast when we talk about reaching out to customers and promotion, but um, in many cases, people are inundated with digital. So even somebody not like your mother, you might still have a better chance of getting in front of them with a physical promotion, a postcard, something like that. Um, if we ever talk about it in a future podcast on like press releases, it's always, you always get more traction sending a FedEx overnight press release to a reporter than being stuck in their inbox with every other press release that got emailed out. So I think, you know, depending on your business model, there's less noise in certain channels. So you have to think about those with your ideal customer and how responsive they are. And of course, you need to track them, right? There's the old adage that which we measure improves. So it's important that we track how successful we are with those. Uh, some of the other things we also talk about in demographics, we talked about their interests and the other things they like to do. Um, we generally want to talk about their education level. And we generally include things like, uh, you know, the usual you've seen in surveys, high school, some college, college, advanced degree. Um, we also try to include their income levels. If we know, now of course, some people think they know, you know, they have a store. Customers come in all the time. Some are dressed better than others. Well, those people must have money. But of course, that's not really the case. We, we really can't judge a book by its cover. So just because some people dress well and some people dress casually, you can never assume who has money and who doesn't based off of that. Well, and I think that's an important fact, too. I was reading an article the other day about how so many businesses tend to go with that first impression and tend to treat someone who is perhaps dressed a little more casually because they're just out running errands and not in business attire. They tend to be treated like the customer service is different. And I think that's very important that yes, you want to know your customer, you want to know what to expect, but you also need to have that high level of customer support because you want to make sure that everyone who walks in the door feels valued as a customer. So I think that's a big misconception that someone who's dressed very casually could have plenty of disposable income to come shop in your store, and you don't want to mistreat someone by thinking that they don't belong there. Yeah, what was that that great old book, The Millionaire Next Door? Um, If you ever read that, great book. If you haven't read it and you're listening, you should always read it. It's been around for years, but the average millionaire in America does not stand out. So it's very important. Oh, and the other demographic piece we also left off too. We sort of hinted at it too, but um, family. Oh, exactly. Married, exactly. single, children. Yeah. That's kind of important. Obviously, I mentioned the mom and the dance studio, but kind of assumed that they have children. Yes. Well, and particularly if you're providing a product or a service um, that is a typical family type of product or something specific to children, you want to make sure that you're having very family-friendly advertising and that you're understanding the needs of, of those pe- of those customers. And, and who you need to win over. Um, you know, when we talk about some products, the parent's the decision-maker, but we also know some products for kids, 
and the kids bring it to the parents and say, I need this or I want this. So um, it really depends. Um, you mentioned once before we were talking about our own daughter who recently learned to drive. Um, there's children who don't know what they don't know, but then there's also children that are going to say, oh, my friend used so-and-so. So reaching the kids learning to drive uh, is important as much as reaching the parents because there will be that word of mouth. And if their friend learned from so-and-so, and they're, they're offering that information to you as the parent, well, you should probably look into whoever that was because um, apparently successful, especially if you know that particular friend maybe isn't the sharpest one. Exactly. So um, let's see. Next, you want to also look at how the customer behaves, and that's, that's a little harder to gauge sometimes. What values does the customer have? How can you get in front of them? How can you share that you have similar values? And we see this a lot with small businesses. We have customers who want to support their local small businesses, but then we have the ones who, for example, are a stay-at-home mom or a, or a small business owner who happens to be a woman who also wants to go out and support other women-owned small businesses in, in their sure. local area. So it's very important that you look at those types of values when it comes to your customer and that you share those somewhat personal details about yourself. If you happen to be, again, a woman or a minority-owned small business, I mean, honestly, if you are a minority and you're going to be looking for other minority-owned small businesses to support. So it's important that they know about you and that you know what types of values to share with them. Well, you're right. And you're going to spoil our branding conversation in another podcast. But, um, right, if, if you're not a person, a face, a persona yourself as a business, you may as well be Walmart. Um, not that all of us wouldn't be happy if our business grew to that size, but the point is we're a small uh, small business or an entrepreneurship or a single person. Um, it has to be about you. Um and that perception, and, and, it, and it doesn't be a single person, but your staff and everybody, if there is a larger amount of people, all have to be on the same page of what the experience is like for them. And uh, again, back to the motivation of what and why they picked you. Um, you mentioned the other thing too about ethnicity. We don't only talk about it too much, and um, we kind of skipped over it in our, our demographics, but ethnic background and religion can be important to many businesses. If uh, you are specifically an uh, Asian-owned business with an Asian market, well, obviously, it's very significant to you. If you are a faith-based organization and, or business and you wish to promote that, then to some degree, you're interested in the people coming in, what theirs is as well. Um, again, I don't... It's a little weird, especially online. We talk about collecting some of that information because... In recent years, it has been used in a very negative way. Um, you know, Facebook got in trouble for it because they realized people were doing the opposite and excluding their advertisements from certain ethnic groups. And and technically, that group got sued for uh, a Fair Housing Act. Um, they were actually keeping their listings away from certain ethnic groups. You know, Facebook envisioned it as a way to target just what we're talking about. Um, I run a uh, maybe a Korean grocery. And, of course, I want my ads to go to other Korean, especially if they're in the Korean language. And we want people abusing that. So 
online and advertising demographics and some of those things, it, they, they've shied away from it, so it's a little hard to target uh, necessarily by ethnicity or religious affiliation. Um, so it really depends on the platform and how you're doing the advertising. That may not be possible. Yeah, well, you do want to be very careful that you're not excluding certain groups. I mean, you want to make sure that the people who share those beliefs are um, are able to find you and know that you also have those similar beliefs, but you never, ever want to exclude any group. Correct. Uh, um, but back to what values they hold, right? What we've talked about this before, they want to know what they value, but they want to know what they value with you. What, why do they like doing business with you? What traits they like about you? You know, when people go to uh, the Apple store versus Geek Squad, yeah, there's a reason. Uh, not just Mac versus PC. Um, so you need to key in on that and think about it. What is the experience like? What is shopping or your service or working with you that is specific to you that resonates with the customer? Well, I think a big way to get that kind of feedback from your customers is to start doing customer feedback surveys. Of course, you don't want to make them long because nobody wants to sit down and spend 20 minutes filling out a survey. But you could do a very short survey and gather some quick information. You could have those couple of checkbox type of demographic questions, but then also ask a couple questions like, how far did you travel to get here? You know, you want to put that in time. Nobody clocks the mileage, but they know if it took them 10 minutes or 30 minutes to get there. So you kind of get that average feel for how far people are traveling to come to you. And ask them to rate, you know, from one to five, what did they think about your customer service? What did they think about your displays? Did they have, ask for suggestions, ask for constructive criticism. You want to get people to share their opinions with you and you may get some, some feedback that you didn't expect, but you may also get some, some feedback that backs up that you are heading in the right direction. Yeah, I really like um, I really like customer surveys, and I really like always my, my favorite on them is always ask them about um, the three other places to give you that they shop at. Um, if you're retail, if your service is based, you can phrase it differently, but you want to know th the three favorite places. Um, they don't have to be in your same market, your same area, your same segment. These are people who they like interacting with and finding that out gives you a little homework to find out about those places if you don't already know about them and what makes them different and special and then go to one if it's a physical store go drop in take a look are you doing the same things to create the same experience with the same people and of course there's also the referral options things like that you can get into later we'll, we'll mention that in another podcast but i think that's very very useful. Um, and lastly, of course, we want to get them to do the survey. So um, there's different ways you can incentivize people to do surveys. Oh, yes, exactly. You could offer them 10% off on their next visit to your store. You could offer them a free product. If you've got some freebies or, or some giveaways, you could also do any sort of a, you know, enter to win type of thing. I, I like gift cards, you know, yeah. $50, $50 gift card, enter to win. 
you know, that sort of stuff. There's tons of ways that you can encourage people to fill out those surveys. I I personally like the fill it out and you immediately get a 10% off coupon. Number one, it brings them back. Yeah. You know, and you can do that, of course, coupon code if you're an online business Mm -hmm. or a physical coupon for them to show on their on their phone or print or whatever the next time they come in if you're a um if you're in a brick and mortar store so it's a great way to encourage them but it also when they come in and they use that coupon you know it's an effective way of working yes so versus you know you might have a hundred people that fill out a survey and one that wins that fifty dollar gift card but that means you've only got one person coming back in yeah. So you want to, you know, do, do the survey and encourage them to come back in 10% off, you know, presuming you've priced your, your stuff accordingly, right, right, right. Um, won't dip into your profit too much. So, um, right. So that's just a great way to get them to come in again. But now you're getting a survey and a repeat business. So if you can double dip by all means. Um, anyway. That is our show regarding our personas and customers and knowing our customer. Uh, We will have show notes posted up on the site and you are welcome to visit it and interact with us there or on uh, growpad.biz where we also are members and partner with them to provide ourselves as industry pros. Also, one more note about our show notes. Our show notes have some tips for, for finding out demographic background for your area and also, um, we have a sample survey in the customer feedback survey portion. And we've got a little homework for you guys to do. So be sure to check it out. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to 20 Minutes to Grow. For links, show notes, more information about today's topics, and to listen to other podcasts, please visit montanerostudios.com and look under podcasts.